Welcome to the On Her Turf podcast. Today we are chatting with Haley Deegan. Haley is a professional stock car racing driver. She competes full-time in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West and part-time in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East. She is the only female to have won races in the K&N Pro Series, doing so in the 2018 and 2019 seasons. Welcome, Haley. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Give us a sense of place. Where are you right now, and, and what have you been up to in the last couple of days since your last race ended over the weekend? Yeah, well, at the moment, I took my little brother and his little friend, my little brother Hudson, to the donut shop right now. So they're sitting eating donuts, watching Netflix. And <laughs> so I'm just hanging out. I uh, got the babysitting duty on top of training. I was mid-workout, and they're like, we want to go get donuts. So I was like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, a donut's a good reward for a good workout, right? Oh, no, I can't eat donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Your brothers, at least. Uh, well, yeah. Now, are we'll these, um, these, you have two younger brothers, right? You've got Hayden and Hudson? Yes, I do. So Hayden is 13, and then Hudson is 9. Wow. And they've already launched their racing careers as well, right? Yeah, Hayden is, I think he's the fastest kid. He's, like, one of the fastest kids in the nation right now for his age bracket, um, which is 85, and then he's moving up to super minis. Uh, definitely on 85, he's like the fastest kid in the nation right now. And for Super Mini, he is one of them. And so he's kind of made his mark on the world on his own. Um, Hudson, we're still trying to figure out his career path, whether it's cars or dirt bikes or whatever else he likes. That's awesome. I love it. I mean, is there any sibling rivalry there among you guys? I think me and Hayden have like the biggest rivalry. We always go back and like... <laughs> Not necessarily, it's like friendly. It's like typical sibling, I guess, but not in a typical way. Uh, me and Han are always like arguing over like Instagram followers, like who gets more engagement and stuff. Like that's that's what we argue about. And that, <laughs> it's different. That's different awesome. Normal sibling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Well, I mean, you you come from a family of you know action sports personalities. Your father Brian, uh, an action sports legend, he achieved such great success both on and off uh, the big stage, and was adored by millions in public. So take me inside the Deegan household with all of that going on, and and you guys competing and racing. I mean, what's it like growing up in that household? It's constantly just busy and crazy. Someone's always gone. Um, we rarely like it's. It's not often that we're all home, like, for a whole day, just because, like, I'll be running my errands, my dad will be in meetings, Hayne will be at the track with the with the driving coach, or I'll be even at um, the racetrack, the Kogar track, practicing. Hudson will be, well, now he's not in school anymore, so he's kind of just chilling at the house. <laughs> and so it just, it's honestly just crazy and constantly 24-7 going. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, you guys, I, I can imagine the energy and the excitement in that household. You guys uh, operate with speed. That's what you do uh, on the track for sure. But, you know, Haley, what's so interesting is you're just 17 years old. I mean, you have already achieved unprecedented milestones in NASCAR. Uh, have you been able to at all take the time to really glance and, and look at the big picture of what you've accomplished? Yeah, I try really not to focus on like what I've accomplished, more like what what I need to do next, what I'm working towards next. Like, I'm never really just satisfied with where I'm at. I always just want to get better, improve more, learn more as much as I can because obviously I have a lot to learn and a lot to get better at. And so it's just it's all about improvement to me. So you mentioned, you know, lots of things you want to work on, ways to improve, and you also talked about you had your workout already today. So take me through a daily routine for you, what, you, what that workout entails and what kind of areas of the body you really need to focus on as a driver. Yeah, so like when I'm home, which is 
during usually weekdays, around Monday to Thursday. I'm home and I usually lead to the racetrack on the weekends, but I usually go running a couple miles in the morning. And then depending on if I'm going to the track or what time I go to the track, I would say I usually go to the go-kart track like two times a week. Uh, and so I usually after I go running, I'll go to the gym and I'll do some weight stuff with my uh, my trainer. And that's just right across the street from my house. So it's close. And then I usually head to the go-kart track and practice throughout the whole day and then come home and then sometimes I'll go to like spin with my mom because she likes me to go with her. (laughs) So a go-kart track, is that like a normal go-kart track that I would, you know, go and have fun at on a Friday night? Is that? I don't know, but not like a K1 in pole position. It's like an actual like outdoor racing go-kart track. Like uh, it's called Adam's Kart Track and it's in Riverside. So it's only like 45 minutes from my house, 30 minutes if I'm on a move. And (laughs) I usually go down there and practice in tag cars and just work on whether it's circle track stuff. You can change around the track there so much. And so I practice my driving coach there. My friends go there too. Wow, that's awesome. It must be so much fun. I mean, if you're with your friends and you're just, you know, you get to race these cars every day and, and work out. And I mean, your life is, is very different from most 17-year-olds. I mean, when you when you have your friends around, Haley, what are some of the things that you like to do when you're not racing? I mean, most of my friends are at the racetrack. So it's not like... I don't know. It's I don't really just like hang out and just chill. I I'm always doing stuff like racing, whether it's like because all my friends I usually see them at the racetrack, and usually like the weekdays are meant for like when it's like my job for training, and so I don't really hang out with friends during the week, especially since I don't really have any around here. They're mostly in North Carolina or in like different states, just because of the whole racing circuit around. So it's probably a, quite a challenge then for you to balance, you know, personal and professional. It seems like most of it is all in the same group, the same community. You've got, you know, your really close friends. They almost become your family, right, when you're on the road so much with them? Yes and no, because, like, you're racing against them. And in the end, you don't have any friends when you're on the track. <laughs> and I think it always racing is competitive. And so I always say they're like frenemies. Like, you guys are friends, then enemies on the track. You're just how it is. <laughs> And so you guys are all cool after, but as soon as you get on the track, it's hard racing. And you're there. Everyone's there for a position to make it in the top series. And you're all competing for those positions. And it's not like everyone's going to get one. Right. I mean, the competition part is what's fascinating to me because here you are um, in, in a male-dominated field and you're competing every single day against these guys. I mean, what is what is the biggest lesson, I guess, that you've learned from being in that male-dominated dominated presence? Um, it's one of the things we talk about a lot here on the On Her Turf podcast is kind of carving your own path and making your own way while also, you know, embracing who you are and that inner confidence. So what have you learned from being in that in that male-dominated field? I've learned that you just have to be aggressive, that um, a lot of people assume about being a girl in racing that, oh, they're a little more laid back, they're not as aggressive, they, they're still trying to get to the same level as the guy's aggression, but I think that, like, and even if you ask, like, some of the other guys, like, they can say that, like, I am an aggressive driver just because I know what it's going to take to make it, and I see why a lot of these other girls haven't made it, and what they're, I can, I feel like, I can depict why other girls aren't making it and I don't want to make the same mistake. And right. I don't want to, I just want to make sure I do everything right because it's going to take every piece. So there's a reason why there isn't a ton of girls racing NASCAR. It's not like there's no reason why there's obviously a reason why. And so I just have to make sure I do everything right to make sure that I can make it to the top level. So you think maybe the biggest reason why there aren't more women in NASCAR is because of 
the competitiveness, the drive, all of those things you kind of described, right? I think you have to have first like your priorities and state like what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on looking good at the track or are you focusing on performing at the track? There's like different and you have mm-hmm. every, you have to have every single priority straight. Are you there during the week to train or are you there during the week to hang out with friends? There's every there's so many different pieces of puzzle and you have to be like an aggressive personality. Like I feel like uh, there's quite a few girls that don't don't have the aggression in their personality and I feel like I grew up in a very aggressive family and my dad just being from the Marcos industry it was an it's just aggressive like um very tough sport and so that's where I learned it from him and I feel like with having there's a lot of girls that don't have their dads in racing and uh especially since my dad came from that Marlon Cross off-road racing just a lot more rough and tough that's how I was kind of built up yeah so would you say that your dad was your biggest influence growing up to put all those wonderful traits in you to make you amazing at what you are on the track, but also, you know, just you as a human being, was he your biggest influence? Yeah, for sure. I give my dad full credit and my mom too. She's the one who really was always on top of me growing up, making sure I did everything right, making sure I never really got, never, and I never got off track and was always super focused on my career. She knew that's what I wanted to do. And we're in a racing family and I was kind of destined to be a racer and I love it. Like that's what I wanted to do. And I chose to keep racing. There was times my mom's like, do you want to like go back to school? I'm like, no, like I want to, I want to focus on my racing. Like I don't care if I have to stay up till midnight doing schoolwork, uh, just so I can go to the race track. Well, you're very self-assured. You're very, I mean, you can tell you just know exactly what you want and uh, and you're going to go out and get it, which is so unique. But, you know, we talk a lot about confidence and sometimes, you know, sometimes there's days where you don't feel as confident as you'd like or that you're used to um, and you have to manufacture that sometimes. But for you, Haley, where do you find your confidence? Where does it come from? I think it just comes from watching everyone at this higher level in the racing series and seeing how much room for, I feel like, Further is for a girl to take over, not take over the series, but be involved in NASCAR, be more involved. And I just see so much room for someone to be in there, and I want to be that person. And I definitely want to be one of the first to accomplish things at the higher levels of NASCAR. And so it's just going to, it's a challenge. Obviously, it's really hard. There's mornings where I wake up and I'm like, oh, God, like I don't run, go run a couple miles, the 100 out right now, like in California, it's always so hot here. And there's just those days where you just feel a little less motivated, but it's just about pushing through them and keep going, keep working towards your goals. Have you by any chance had any conversations with Danica Patrick? Have you had the opportunity to meet her? Not, I mean, I've met her before. I never really talked to her. I mean, she's never reached out to me, so. Gotcha. Well, Plenty of NASCAR stars have recognized uh, what you've done on the racetrack through various quotes, um, different articles. Was there one that just made you go, wow, when you heard a response or you heard something positive about yourself from someone you truly admired? I think the first one that I really was, not necessarily that it was like the most wow factor, even though it is still a wow factor for sure. But I think the one that he was kind of the first to see me out was Kevin Harvick. Hmm. And what did yeah, he say to you? Yeah, that was the first one. He was just, I talked to him. It was, I think it was my first race on the West Coast at Kern. And I talked to him, and he was just telling, he was just kind of like helping me with lines and stuff. And I saw that as just a really, just something that most cup drivers don't do. And something that I feel like differentiates him. And he definitely helped, 
I feel like get me noticed in the beginning. Obviously, I had to prove myself um, by my performance on the track, but he got me noticed kind of for what I where I came from. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, wh- when you think about all the advice that you've received, you talk about your parents being big influences on you growing up, um, the advice from other NASCAR drivers. When you put it all together, what what would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've received that you really hold close to your heart when you're dealing with so many other added factors and the pressure of what you do? I think that one that my dad told me, it was kind of just like our funny thing he told me um, before my races, back when I raced after road. He goes, he's always like, remember, go out there and have fun. But you're having the most fun when you're winning. And I'm like, that's the truest thing you can possibly hear in racing. Like, in the end, you're not having fun when you get second. You're not having fun when you get third. You're having the most fun. I mean, it's still fun to, like, finish in the top three. But you're having the most fun when you win. And everyone's excitement around that. And I think I always just held that close to me and always saw that, why am I just going to kind of be okay with where I'm at, finishing top three, top five? Like, why don't, obviously, there's room for improvement. I want to improve and win. Wow. Haley, I'm always amazed because racing is such a dangerous sport, but it's also, I mean, it is, you're racing around the track at incredible speed. There has to be some element of fear that has to be left behind, right? I would imagine when you get in that car, you know, you have a different, your brain is wired and programmed differently because you've been doing this and you've been around it from a young age. I'm terrified to death when I get in a car and go too fast on the highway, let alone what you do. Um, Is there ever an element of fear to what you do or maybe in the past when you were first learning um, things that maybe you were scared of when you first got in the car? Not really, just because I saw where my dad came from, and I took, I wouldn't say the easy route, but the less the less damaging, less rough route of car, of car racing. When he was in motocross, he's broken almost every bone in his body, and, like, he's broken everything, and I see that, I see that as dangerous. That's a fear factor for me. Car mm-hmm. racing is not. Like, car racing, I'm like, oh, I'm in here, I'm safe, I'm good. The only thing that gets me a little nervous is when I catch on fire, because I'm like, I don't want to burn my hair off. <laughs> no that's no definitely thing. not I'm like making sure my hair is like tucked in my head socks i have pretty long hair and i'm like that's the one thing fear burning my hair off <laughs> that is so funny i mean it's funny it's not funny but i mean of all things to be fearing of uh, in that car you're worried about your hair that's great i love that i mean yeah. y- yes your four hundred thousand plus uh followers on instagram certainly see your beautiful hair. You've got 100,000 more on Facebook, 45,000 on Twitter. I mean, your social media following is 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 tremendous, and I know you utilize that, and you're very engaged with the fans. How important is social media to you, and, and how do you think it's helped benefit your career? I think social media, I try not to get too caught up in it, where it distracts me from what I have to get done training during the week and what I'm doing at the racetrack. Um, but I do like sharing my sides of the stories and stuff, because in the end, people see what happens on camera from what's televised. They don't see um, drivers' perspectives a lot. And I think, like, even with the whole situation of uh, the last k and race at Sonoma with Ryan Priest speaking his mind, like, that's things that NASCAR needs more of. And I just, I feel like I like helping be a part of that. And I want to not, I want to just show people, like, hey, it's not a bad thing to, like, speak your mind on social media. And in the end, I feel like it's going to help more than it's going to hurt. Did you ever face any kind of adversity, um, Haley, on social media or, you know, anybody that was unkind to you? And, and if yes, how were you able to deal with that and, and kind of process the challenges? Because I know a lot of people, they use social media for positive ways, but there is negativity on social media. And it's it can be hard to overcome that negativity. I would imagine with so many followers, I mean, you've probably heard both sides. Oh, yeah, 100%. In the end, 
like my thing. I in the end, I'm not gonna make everyone happy. Not everyone's gonna like me. There's gonna be people who don't like me, and I'm okay with that. Like in the end, it inspires me and drives me and motivates me more to prove them wrong. I'm not the type of person where like you bash down and like try to like make them feel bad about themselves, and then I just crack. I'm the person who. If you say something bad about me, I'm going to work even harder to prove you wrong. Just so I can be like, I told you so. <laughs> I love that. I, your Facebook <laughs> description is awesome. It says, just a girl racing the, just a girl in a racing world with one goal in mind. I'm curious for you to share with us what that one goal is. I just want to make it to the top levels of NASCAR. Be able to win at the top levels of every, in, whether it's Chuck, uh, Xfinity or Cup. I just want to be able to go and perform at my best. That's awesome. Well, you're getting there, girl. You are rising very quickly, and it's been fun to see your success and to learn about you on social media and follow along your journey. Is there anything that your fans maybe don't know about you? Man, I think I pretty much put everything on social media. So <laughs> <laughs> There's not much that they don't. I feel that's like awesome. That's why they, that's why they love you. They, yeah, they yeah. embrace you sometimes because they, they feel like they know you. I know about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, it's interesting, too. There's a there's a general view for millennials that they don't embrace car culture as previous generations have. Um, you know, that's obviously not the case with you. But do you agree with that generalization? What do you mean car culture? Like, um, exactly. like what? Yeah, like your the lifestyle, the races, the atmosphere of what you guys are trying to achieve. Uh, it just seems like, you know, millennials are trending towards a different direction, not so much watching the race cars and watching the races on television, but they're more interested in video gaming and they're more interested in that side of car culture. But maybe that's just a generalization. I think, I think that it's just the generations are changing. And people necessarily, like, I don't even watch TV that much anymore. The only time I ever watch TV is to watch, like, NASCAR. And I don't go and watch TV shows anymore. I think it's just a generation is changing the social media to video games. So NASCAR is going to have to change. You see that, you see that they are with the whole esports thing, with the NASCAR um, heat video games. Uh, there's a lot of ways that they are evolving with the culture, which I think is really good. And it's going to be really good for the sport if they can keep um, keep evolving and revising stuff to keep up with the generation of kids that are changing because in the end generations don't stay the same you look at your parents you look at your grandparents it's always different and so i think if they can just keep up with the culture and how it's just constantly moving and especially these new drivers i feel like the younger kids need to kind of use their ability to attract younger fans to help the sport yeah, I mean, some of them, some of the young drivers don't even have driver's license. The ones that are watching your, uh, you know, watching your races, they they can't even understand what it's like to be in those cars and to and to do what you guys are doing. But um, that's the younger fan base that's trying. You guys are trying to engage and and get them involved. Um, so you mentioned that you travel a lot on the weekends, and you're leaving mostly Thursdays through Sundays. So what do you always travel with? What does your bag look like when you pack it up? My bag when I pack it. So I used to bring a lot of stuff and always check on my bag and, like, always have, like, four pairs of clothes, even though I only wore, like, one outfit. <laughs> and <laughs> so now I've got it down to, like, one carry-on in my helmet bag. And so I usually pack one outfit because I'm usually going there in one outfit on the Friday and then there's race day Saturday and then we usually fly out. So I only really need one outfit. I usually got – I don't even bring a blow dryer or anything because they have those in the hotels. And so I've minimized everything to like very small increments. So I honestly don't even pack much. It's just straight gear. 
uh, one outfit, my little makeup case, because, like, I am still a girl, so I still do wear a little bit of makeup. And <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's about it. That's awesome. So you've got your, you've got it all down to a carry-on size luggage right now. Oh, yeah. I've got it all down to a carry-on with my helmet Perfect. bag. Nice, nice. What kind of music yeah. do you like to listen to? I like, man, honestly, I'm like more like rap music, kind of like the new, I guess like new generation music. I like old school rap music. Like I really like um, Eminem. I love Eminem. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Eminem, yeah. old school. I like it. <laughs> uh, I think that's maybe a California thing. And so I'm kind of getting a little bit. I never really liked country, but I'm kind of getting more into it. All right. Well, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot yeah. of uh, country music artists as well that, that follow the whole NASCAR circuit. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're heavy, uh, heavy interested in the track. That's for sure. A lot of them attend <laughs> those races. Uh, what is something that you wish you were asked more often? That I wish I was asked? Hmm. Man, I'd say in the beginning, I would say, I mean, I get asked a lot. Like, I feel like uh, it's kind of around the same, like, girl question. Like, how is it? It's always like, how is it being a girl in racing? That's like the typical question I get. And I don't know. I feel like people cover most of the questions. And almost like there's sometimes like they try to like, get too much. Like, there was this one time that I had some wreck. And this guy, he has a pocket. In, like, his shirt. Like, you know, I have, like, just as, like, front pockets on your chest, mm-hmm. uh, the guy's shirt. And he has his phone in his pocket, and I see it's recording. And he's trying to, like, get me to, like, admit to something. I don't, like, uh, that happened on the track or, like, get a different side. So I didn't really talk about it. And he's over there trying to video. And I'm, like, I see you. And I, like, shake called him out for it. And so there's times people, like, get, like, try to get too much. <laughs> wow. Wow. I I can't believe that. I mean, I, I can believe it, but I just can't believe that someone yeah. would even try to take advantage of you like that. How, but, but Haley, you're so intuitive. I mean, this is our first conversation, but you can tell that you are, you know, you're wise beyond your years. You can recognize something like that. You see it. You can spot it. Um, you're smart. You you see everything around you. I mean, where does that come from? Where where did you learn all of that? I think it just came over time. Um, mm-hmm. I, in the beginning, I was not very good at interviews around age, I'd say about 13, 14. I was just very repetitive (laughs) and couldn't really get out what I was trying to say. And so I just, I just started speaking my mind, being honest, like saying how it is. If I was talking to one of my friends and just telling people how I think it is. And in the end, I do face criticism for that, but I feel like I get more love than hate about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to change myself to please everyone. I'm going to keep true to who I am. And if you like me, like me. If you don't, you don't. I love that. That's awesome. By the way, what 13 and 14 year olds are good at interviews? <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, most of them don't have to edit. get interviewed. Yeah. So you were, you, did you ever work with a, um, like a media coach or did you ever have any kind of media training? It just, just came over time out? with having a film around. I'd say Toyota, they did put me through some media stuff. But I, by that time I already had it more so figured out. Um, mm-hmm. it was really my filmer who followed me around at the off-road races. I have some really bad edits where I say like, okay, 40 times. No joke. It was at least 40 times. So you made like a full edit of me saying, okay. And so I posted that on Instagram just cause like, I like to share it with people. Like I'd rather call out my own, like, what would it call? Not negatives, but like things, funny things that, that happen or things that are just like quirky than having right. like someone try to like call me out for it. Like I'll admit stuff like, I'm not perfect. Like, I do mess up. <laughs> and it, it happens. Like, you don't, not every interview is perfect. And so 
I really just worked on that with my film, or just having him around and more comfortable being on camera and acting like the camera's like a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's self-deprecating humor, and I think people love that. You know, they love seeing you're real and you're honest. And, I mean, your honesty is just, it's, you know, I, I, I wish I was as honest as you are because, I mean, it is certainly an endearing quality, and it, I think it's really helped you get your success as well because you have so much confidence, and, um, and you're trailblazing a path for so many women that are going to come after you and young girls who are looking up to you and um, as a role model. So keep doing what you're doing, Haley. It's fun to see. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a big birthday coming up, right? You have an 18th birthday coming up in July. Yes. Uh-huh. Any plans? Like, Any fun oh, plans? Not really, just because I'll be at a racetrack. Well, that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to be in New York for, I think it's something on an event in New York that I have to go to, a media event. And then the day I fly to New Hampshire is my birthday. So I'll fly to New oh. Hampshire on my birthday to go race k and car. But everyone's like, oh, my God, it's your golden birthday. I'm like, because it's July 18th and I'm turning 18. I'm like, uh-huh. no, screw that. Like, I get a race on, like, I get a race on super speedways now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's, That's awesome. Oh, yeah. good. Well, I hope you have a, I know you're having donuts now with your brother. Maybe donuts are in the future for your 18th birthday as well. <laughs> maybe. You can, maybe you can indulge can on one that. donut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Haley, it's been fun chatting with you. Thank you so much, and uh, and good luck this summer on the circuit and everything else that you're trying to accomplish. It's it's so fun to thank watch you. your success. Yeah, thank you. Our thanks to Haley Deegan for joining us today. You can download the On Her Turf podcast on the NBC Sports Scores app or wherever you download your podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at On Her Turf. Also, a friendly reminder: NASCAR returns to NBC this weekend. Have a great rest of your day, everyone, and tune in next time for the On Her Turf podcast.